0: All right. Yep. Hey. All right.
1: Sounds good, man. Let's get this sucker started. Okay. All right. Welcome to a podcast of rare antiquities. Today, this is going to be a special off-the-cuff show, as we are going to dive into the premiere episode of Star Trek: Picard, episode season one, episode one. This is Harry. And this is Jeff. Jeff here we are Star Trek Picard it has started what are your we're gonna just just before we do anything this is a live show our first live show ever obviously this is gonna be all spoilers for anyone who potentially may be listening so be warned <laughs> that there are gonna be spoilers we're gonna try and do this fast within 20 minutes and just stop so uh, Jeff the timers already started what are your first thoughts shoot
0: yeah, I think as a you know like as an episode of like modern uh, sort of big budget TV, I would give it like if I had to rank it, I would give it like like a six and a half or seven out of ten. But as an episode of uh, Holy shit, Jean Luc Picard, I I'd give it a, a twelve out of five. <laughs> uh, I might have a similar ranking. Um, I I
1: was I was enthralled. I mean, right off the bat, the first scene, I was just loving. Mm. Seeing Data and Picard together, and you see the first shot of the Enterprise there, a huge smile on my face. I love all that stuff. But I mean, I think oh, man. there's a, yeah. oh, yeah, just tell me about that. You just it hits you right away with the feels and nostalgia thought. What uh, do you think? Seeing
0: seeing the Enterprise D again, like in in four glorious 4K. Oh, oh, that was uh, I you know it's only like one, one shot, couple seconds, but yeah, that was. That was great to see, and yeah, seeing the two of them there. I mean, obviously, you can tell it's like a dream sequence, kind of right off the bat. But uh, even as, even as sort of wonky as Brent Spiner looks, uh, you know, in the in the makeup there and the wig, he he still like he still sounded like Data. He came off like Data, you know. So that was pretty cool to see the, the two. I wasn't sure how long it was going to be before we'd see the two together on screen. So it was nice that they opened the series. That way. It was, it was, uh, Mm. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, fantastic. I was grinning ear to ear. It's something I needed to see. And I think this is going to be, you know, hopefully something fascinating. I hope they don't overplay it moving forward. But I I do think it's going to, obviously, everything with data is going to impact Picard's motivations moving forward. I'm sure we're going to talk about it very quickly here. But I agree with you. Loved all of these scenes. Data, I mean, Spiner looks a little thick in the face, but. Um, but yeah, I looked a little off, but I mean, be, be that as it may, he'd look like he stepped right back into the shoes of playing data without missing a beat. And I loved all of it. same thing with, uh, Patrick Stewart here playing Picard. So, uh, I just want to get right into a couple of the big ticket items here. So we're not going to do a plot synopsis. So obviously, um, Picard's reeling from the impacts of Star Trek 09's, um, uh, where Spock was trying to save Romulus, and it still blew up. And there's a big impact from that. So the Romulans are now scattered everywhere, and there's an impact. Starfleet, I guess, was agreeing to help them and then didn't help them because synthetics attacked the Federation Utopian Polynesia shipyards. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, this is the kind of the only plot question I had. So I, I don't know if you watched the Short Treks no uh, episode. So the, the last Short Trek episode was... Uh, I mean, it didn't. It didn't show a lot of the attack on the Utopia Planitia shipyards on Mars, but that was the backdrop of that episode. So, um, so I kind of knew that that like leading into it, that was going to be uh, a part of this. But so I guess what we have to assume is that, like, did Starfleet feel like their resources were spread too thin when they were helping the Romulans, and therefore that opened up? Uh, Starfleet to an attack like really close to home and then they're like okay we don't need any more of this Romulan stuff because like I had trouble drawing that the connection between the two like why they withdrew from the Romulan rescue effort because of the attack on one like it was an attack on one planet in one system and it's not like there weren't lots of casualties but when you have a confederation that has thousands of worlds and hundreds of billions of people like I don't know. it just I had trouble with the connection. That was the only, that was kind of like my big, my biggest gripe with the episode.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that this is something It's a bit of a stretch. And then we also have to say is, what about the rest of the Federation? I mean, aren't, it's not just Starfleet that's part of the Federation. So where's everyone else? And I know we are an Earth. <laughs> we are from Earth, and we care only care about the beings from Earth and Starfleet itself, but it was a bit of a stretch me to accept that um and you know i don't know where this synthetic thing is going on it's it, i just hope it doesn't get messy um and there's a risk of it getting messy here but um let's move on how about data and uh, you know the r- revelation about um dodge being a synthetic or an android from the future that was built by somebody i mean i love the name drop of maddox there um mm-hmm from TNG, but uh, she is now a future android, correct? Who has some of Data's po-
0: positronic remains? I'm a little well, confused
1: here. I only watched it once, so well, I don't know.
0: She's not from the future, if that's what you're saying. No, no, not no, from, not the, from the Not from... But
1: she's pre- current in Picard, This the show's timeline. Right. But right. I'm just saying, like, yeah. what's what's her... What's the relation with her and Data outside of the dream sequence and saying that's a daughter? Like, she has some element of Nunian Soom's or Data's positronic net? I'm um, I'm a little confused there.
0: Yeah, that, the, they... Right, because he goes to see Dr. Alison Pill at the Daystrom Institute, and, and she says that nobody... Like, without the positronic network, without the positronic network technology which is present only in data and lore, um, they can't recreate like that that sentient Android, right? So these synthetics I well, I don't but that being said, like then who are the rogue synthetics? if, um, if they don't have the ability to create sentient androids, who are they? And her intimation was that because of the painting as well, like Picard thinks that, some part of data is a part of her, right? How that can be, I I don't know. I mean, Maddox disappeared, so he's a he's he's, he's gonna part of he's it. gonna be he's gonna be the Luke Skywalker for, uh, of the show. Yeah, he's gonna be and about as old too, if not older, yeah. right? Because we haven't seen we haven't seen Maddox since Measure of a Man.
1: Uh, is it not measure? Yeah, he was name-dropped throughout yeah. the show, but yeah. He was name-dropped, I think, one yeah. other
0: time on the show. On Data's Day, they name-dropped him. Oh, uh, okay. We never saw him again. So, well, look
1: at you. you. Jeez, you know your episodes. Great, Good for you.
0: I know some of them anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I've actually just been, we've been watching a bunch of, uh, of Next Gen leading up here, so, um... I did watch one yeah. episode in preparation for this. Uh, just this you felt show. one episode was preparation enough. I did
1: not have time. I was doing the Star Wars yeah. thing with the kids, so I, I watched what, one before. Uh, I don't want. I, I I don't want to tell you in case you don't know. It could it could potentially be a spoiler. I just uh, heard of I heard of something.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and leads to something, and if I say it, you're going to guess, and I don't want to ruin that for you.
0: I, okay, I appreciate that. We can talk about that after it's happened.
1: That's right. Um yeah. Okay, so, well, I guess then, what did you think of of Dodge here?
0: Uh, I liked her. Uh, uh thought she was good. Like, I thought the, the actress... I'd never seen her before. I don't think she's been in much, if anything. Um, but I thought she was really good, you know? She had a, a certain presence, a certain level of intensity, and she had... Some chemistry with Patrick Stewart, and then uh, they uh, blew her up. (laughs) So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Because she was in the trailers, right? So I'm like, okay, she's (coughs) going to be a piece of this whole thing. And then uh, that Romulan did like spit some alien blood on her, and she just uh, exploded hardcore.
1: Yeah, I was a little confused on what happened there. It was like, is he the predator? He's got like acid. He spits out acid and well, melts I the gun. Then...
0: yeah, he uh, if you watch, like you can see he like it's like a poison pill. Like he bites down on something and deliberately spews, uh, a- 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 you know, the acid in her face. I mean, obviously it kills him, but he does it on purpose. But yeah, he has like a weapon, like a weaponized pill in his mouth that he d- uh, uses.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that was a little of a iffy scene, but I mean, I don't. I. You know, I'm more interested in how this show is kicking off instead of the details, and I think that's fair. It's mm, one yeah. episode in. You yeah. know, I don't want to. Don't want to have too many gripes and be too hard on everything. Um, what about the? Let's just talk about some social. So, some of the themes here. You know, Star Trek's known for. You know, talking about making some allegories to social events and political, you know, idealisms of the time, and you know, all all of that good stuff here. What's you know, we only have ten minutes left. Why don't we delve into that? Where do you think this show is going to hang its coat or wear its
0: hat here? Mm, Yeah, tough call there. I mean, obviously, we're going to get into some AI stuff, uh, which is which is fine because that's been Mm. Talked about a lot in our culture the last few years, like the sort of the looming threat of AI. I actually hope they don't go too far down that road because, as of right now, that's not like a very prescient threat, right? Like that's not an existential issue right now. But I, what I, so what I hope that that they actually get into, and I, I can, I assume this is partially what drew Patrick Drew back to the series, is this idea of. Um, I mean, you know, the Romans are refugees and, and it might not so much be a refugee issue, but an issue of how do we deal with the people that we have seen maybe as our enemy or at least not as the same as us, how are we going to deal with them when they need our help? Um, I think there's plenty of allegories in today's world, for that type of situation, so
1: hundred oh, percent, and I agree. Yeah. And that, and, the, and I think the interview was there to already kind of tell us what this is about. Because there, she, the interviewer, keeps talking about Romulan, Romulans, and Romulan lives, and he goes, "No, no, lives, lives. Yeah, they, lives. they are they are equal to all of us." So mm-hmm. um, I agree yeah. with you. I think that's going to be part of the. Uh, the thread that's going to be explored at least in maybe the first few episodes here or something that's going to be a backdrop to what's going on. Um, I agree. Obviously I think synthetics and AI and his relationship with data is going to play very, it's going to be a heavy, uh, play very heavily into what's going to happen moving forward. Um, I guess, you know, I can, you know, I'm sure you've seen the previews, uh, when they were kind mm-hmm. of advertising Picard and he's, we know already he's going to go to Starfleet, Ask for probably some help or do something along those lines, he's gonna get you know thrown out the shown out the door. He won't be thrown out the door, but he'll be shown out the door because you do they don't want him to break his hip. But no. I, I, I think this is going to also speak you know, he left Starfleet and which is shocking. I mean he should have listened to Kirk, but he didn't listen to Kirk. But I guess uh, you reach a certain age, you know, you know, don't let them transfer you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't let them do Don't anything. You. you.
0: Yeah. Don't
1: let them yeah. transfer but you, he,
0: you. Like he said, right? It's like it's not Starfleet anymore. So, so he left. So it looks
1: like he didn't get yeah. shown the door. He left, and that's so right. I think that's so that's going to be um, again still a mistake. He shouldn't have left because then he still could have helped. But be that as it may, he's left, and so now it's going to be about our own government and you know uns- you know poor leadership. Selfish reasoning, you know, it's not, you know, we have unsympathetic government institutions who are not in it for the betterment of the world, but just the betterment of a state or not even a state or a country. It's just serving the few instead of the large populace here or the greater scheme of the galaxy or the universe when we're talking about Star Trek. So I think that's going to be prevalent moving forward here. That's a statement. I think that's one of the... Probably the items that drew Patrick Stewart back into the fold here. Uh, what do you think about that? You think that's going to play, that's going to be a message yeah. here moving forward?
0: Yeah, I think it, it looks pretty clear that that's going to be a message moving forward, which again is why it sounds like he he resigned. is like, if we're not, you know, if we're not true, like you have to be, uh, you have to be true to those ideals even when it's not convenient, even when it's, Uh, it seems like it maybe sets you back a step. Like, if you don't stand for those things, and you don't stand for... If you don't stand for those things when it's not convenient, then you don't actually stand for those things. And that's why he left. So if that's not a big theme of the show, uh, I mean, I can't imagine what even the point would would be. So if you're going to do... You know, if you're going to suggest that Starfleet abandoned its responsibilities, that the Federation uh, abandoned its principles... I mean that's a bold claim in Star Trek to to suggest that would that yeah. even be possible. But if you're doing it, obviously a guy like Picard's like I'm not having a piece of this. I'm not no, and this. I lo- and I love that. And I wouldn't I yeah. would
1: I'm if I'm Starfleet or in a position of leadership like that, even in today's society, and I try and live by that in my daily life as much as possible with the, whatever minute power I do have. You know, even just you know myself, my moral compass. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I expect that from Picard, and I enjoy that it seems the spirit of his character is remaining intact. And that, that's uh, mm-hmm. a happy, good sign, first sign uh, in, this, in this first show, an yeah. episode here. Yeah. Um, but I guess just let's just take one more minute. So how do you feel about that message that Starfleet itself, you know, this was an optimistic institution for us to hope for as humanity? And it wasn't just about human evolution, but now we have a government and a mili- uh, you know, it's not a military institution, it's not meant to be, but now it looks like its, going to be, its name's going to be dragged through the mud a little bit more, in the, maybe in the same vein or maybe even worse than what Deep Space Nine explored with respect to that. Mm. So what's your first thought process there, quickly? Uh, don't, don't spend too much time. Do, do you think this is a good thing to explore or does it ruin Star Trek's sense of optimism?
0: Uh, I think there's a fine line that they're dancing there, but because I, th- uh, I, th- you know, 10 years ago, maybe I would have been like, mm, I don't think that's a great idea. I think it's what we need now It's like, if Star Trek is going to tell, Star Trek needs to tell the stories that, that matter. And, and so right now we need to, we need to shine a light on that, that those concepts And so if it, if that's what, if what it takes to do that is to say, this is what happens when our institutions fail us, this is, this is what happens when our idols fail us, and this is what we need to do about it, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm sure it'll be, I mean, I'm hopeful that he'll be able to restore it. Like that's, that's gotta be the thrust of it, right? Is to restore that hope. I hope uh, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I really do. I do hope so. All right, well we're 2 minutes 2 minutes left here, Jeff. So just give me your Okay, we got to talk about just the last shot here. So we do realize yeah. that, you know, Dodge died. Uh, I can't remember the twins' name. That's I'm a little <laughs> confused on why there had to be twins. You know, the concept of I got to make a synthetic, yeah. it's only twins seems a little dicey there, but it's just a reason for the same character act, uh, actor to continue in a dual yeah. role. Um but be that as it may, what did you think of that final shot? Looks like it was a Romulan detainment center, or what was a uh, relocation rec-
0: center? Reclamation.
1: Reclamation set. site, yes. and it's a Borg cube. So, what what yeah. do you think of that final shot there? And are, questions, questions, questions. Yes, questions, questions. I mean, you're eager to continue. Yeah,
0: that's Good a nice little
1: zinger. Good cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah, you want to see what happens next, but. Again, are we are we dancing another fine line here? Are we? Is it going to make things a little messy? Well, I guess you know. The, being the able to is, get a Borg cube, this is not that far into the future. We don't really know what happens to the Borg beyond first contact there, and I'm not right. including Voyagers. Whatever happened there with the Voyager, uh, let's just leave that off the table. But to have a Borg cube. And being able to use it in that fashion, and I guess we'll see more what happens. But is that? Do I'm not sure how I feel about that.
0: Uh, I I I, I'm. I can't disagree with you, but we also can't discount what happened in Voyager, because they can't, they won't. Like we know that they won't discount what happened in Voyager, because we know. So then, essentially, then the the, the.
1: Okay, but then does that mean the Borg are done? Done?
0: It's over? Not not necessarily. No, but they can't. They're obviously they're not going to discount Voyager. Is all I'm saying, right? And they, okay. and it's not like Voyager destroyed the Borg. They just, you know, kind of crippled their ability to travel anywhere through with the galaxy. I think that's kind of what happened in the finale there, right? They destroyed their, not to get too nerdy on anybody here, but that's what happened: is they destroyed their transwarp network. So, but not the Borg themselves. Um, again, we see we know seven of is going to be around. But I think, like, think of it this way, okay? I don't know if this is Star Trek canon, but I think in like the prequel comics to Star Trek 09, like the Nero's ship was based on Borg technology that the Romulans had red recovered. Oh, that's have, right. Yeah. Okay, right. you're right. Okay. There's also okay, yeah. a connection okay. between uh, some of the Borg and lore. Um, know, that's right. We know Hugh. We know that we know Hugh is a character on this show. Okay, so point. I didn't.
1: Okay, so since you know that, that's the episode I watched. Was okay. I Borg.
0: Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I knew he was okay. a player. So, so if we're talking about synthetic life forms, um, refugees, Romulans, Borg—like they seem to be disparate, but they do have connective tissue. So maybe it'll be like one of those really good heist movies where you got all this shit going on, and then everything like sort of like gets tied in together at you know, towards the end. So that that was sort of the feeling that I got. It was like, why all these different things? I'm like, okay, well, they because I know Star Trek so well, I can I know exactly what all the connective tissue here is. Mm-hmm. So presuming the people who are making the show know that too, we'll see what they do with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, yeah, it's looking forward to it just just a little worried. You know, I just hope it doesn't get convoluted. But we mm-hmm. have this board. we have this cube.
0: Because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because. here it is, because.
1: So. I, what,
0: I mean, you know, it's not unprecedented to have, you know, like the when, when we first met Hugh, there was the wreckage of that small Borg scout ship. So it's not like crazy to, you know, imagine that there's Borg technology out there that for whatever reason is able to be salvaged like it's not insane. So um, but it, for me, it's not so much the question of like, how is it possible? It's like, what are they doing with it? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, we'll get more into that as uh, the episodes go on. So that's that's the end of the episode here. So, Jeff, just quick final thoughts. We're just two minutes over what we thought we would uh, end it at for 20 minutes. We're 22 minutes here uh, and counting. Give me your quick final thoughts here to, to wrap this up. What did you think of the first ever episode of Star Trek Picard?
0: Uh, I liked it. Thought it was good. Um, I mean, I, it had its problems with it, but they were a little nitpicky things. I think that the, I mean, it sure looks different. I watched some episodes of ne- of, of Next Gen, and it's you know it's, it's a hugely different uh, era for TV. It's a bit it's a different look, uh, but it's also very cinematic. So, you know, it's a good thing that we had four TNG movies. I think that helps this not look quite so jarring. I mean, it's been so long, but. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, baby. No, no, I'm in too.
1: And I I was very happy um, with just seeing Picard be Picard. You can already see that he is the kind soul, even though he puts up a a front, you know, he wants to be all proper um, and distant to certain people, but he's going to do the right thing when the time calls and, and I just, I just like that. I don't need a man of action. I, I need a man of conscience and who has mm. a great moral compass that you can it's inspire to better yourself. And that was really what star Trek was all about. And mm. I'm looking forward to that message continuing. And just beyond that, I'm, you know, I liked what I saw. I agree with you. It's a very modern look, the way it's shot. That can be a bit jarring. I was a little jarred, especially with the action scenes especially on the rooftop there. But, mm-hmm. um, but I did, I did enjoy most of everything here and I'm very much looking forward to the next episode. And because, you know, it's a TV show and it makes you want to watch the next one. I think that's a success. So yeah, good for, 100%. good for the, good for the first show and looking forward to the next one. So, so Jeff, um, hopefully we continue this. I guess this was an experiment. See if, mm-hmm. uh, we want to do, uh, episode, uh, you know, a review episode by episode and, uh, Maybe we'll bring on other guests, but we don't want to. We'll make it quick and dirty,
0: just like we did today. That's how I like it, baby. Quick and dirty. (laughs) It's like a McDonald's cheeseburger, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) All
1: right. All right. Well, I'll see you next time, buddy. All right, buddy. Next
0: time. All right. Cheers. Cheers.